Refersion, guys, helping you track your affiliates. They did $5 million uh, last year in top line revenue. And get this, shocker, $1.5 million in EBITDA, a profitable bootstrapped company based in New York City. SaaS model plus percent of GMV. Price point started $89 a month, goes up to $249 a month plus 2.5% of GMV. That's tracking of sales that you're doing through their platform. Launched in 2014. Nathan Latke here, guys. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember there's a premium version with even more. You get early access to episodes. So you would have heard this almost four weeks ago. There's 1,500 searchable transcripts by data points like revenue greater than a million or located in the United States or bootstrap SaaS companies only. If you want to help out right now, head to gitlatka.com or check out the show notes for a link. Your support also helps us to continue to produce high quality shows in the future. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Shibo Zhu. He's the co-founder of Refersion and grew the company from the two co-founders to a leading SaaS platform serving over 7,000 merchants across two offices. Before Refersion, he was a technology consultant partnering with Fortune 500 Enterprises to concept and build great digital products. Shibo, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. So for people that haven't heard of Refersion, tell us what the company does and, and what's the business model? Is it pure play SaaS? Yeah, so it's a pure play slot SaaS. Uh, what we do is help merchants figure out and attribute orders. So uh, let's say you're selling t-shirts online, you have thousands of t-shirts orders, and you're not sure which ones came from influencers or YouTube people because you'll commissioned on those. We'll help you figure out which of those orders came from which influencer and calculate the commissions and help you pay that out. And what tracking do you use? Is it cookie-based? Does each influencer have to have a specific link or what's your tracking mechanism? Yeah, we have a lot of different mechanisms. So we use SKUs, we use emails, we use coupon codes. We also have referral link tracking as well. Um, we don't use cookies. We actually use something called local storage, which is similar. Uh, but yeah, we and sometimes the merchant, based on like the program and what they're trying to do, we might mix and match a lot of different things. Uh, so you might have like a referral link from one influencer and then track to a coupon code at another campaign. And we help you analyze all that and figure out like what actually the ROI was. Okay. And how, why are people using you over, you know, things like maybe MBA, get ambassador, like other referral uh, marketing programs? Yeah. So I think our secret to success is that we really started an SMB space. And what that means is we really needed to figure out how to take things from like zero to one uh, and help merchants go from zero to one. So in order to do that, we built a lot of apps um, that helped us do all the integration work. So we would install the cookies into automatically. We would kind of get the webhooks and order data automatically uh, from all the e-commerce platforms. So Magento, Stripe, and we figured out all these integration paths. So all the merchant needs to do is click a few buttons, get everything integrated, and they're good to go. Okay. Now, how are you monetizing those? Is the affiliate paying you or is the merchant paying you? We take money from the advertisers, so the merchants themselves. Um, they pay a monthly fee, like an $89 a month for the professional plan that's kind of just into the gate trying to start things out Uh, and then from there uh, if you go into enterprise uh, we actually switch over to a percentage model so i think the latest percentage is like 249 2.5 percent of affiliate sales so it's a 249 minimum uh that's our enterprise plan and then 249 dollars a month yeah okay uh, and then if let's say that because affiliate revenue is very spiky, like this month, maybe you signed up a really awesome influencer. He drove thousands and thousands of orders. Um, we'll take one point, uh, 2.5% of the total order value yep. from that influencer. Yep. Okay. Got it. Well, d- generally speaking, the people on your $249 a month plan, do you have a cutoff? Like they're all doing more than a hundred thousand dollars a year in sales through you. That's the cutoff. 
Yeah. So typically, like at some point, it just starts making sense to to go on the 249. Um, I think it's somewhere between 10,000 to 20,000 affiliate revenue. It starts making sense to move a year. Over. Yeah. Okay. No, a month. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, why do they move over? In other words, you have something that is restricted on your $89 a month plan that incentivizes the move. What is restricted on $89 a month? Uh, how many orders you can pay out to affiliates every month. I, and what is that number? It's 130. I see. So you only can do 130 payouts or pay out to 130 affiliates. You can do 130 payouts. Got it. So if so, you have one affiliate that you pay hundred, you wouldn't do this, but if you have one affiliate that you pay 130 times, you hit your max. Yeah, pretty much. So like what we actually track is the number of conversions. So how many orders this affiliate drives. So up to 130 orders. And then on the 131st order, you can't pay that out. Okay. So regardless if it's one affiliate who drives 130 sales or 130 affiliates that drive one sale each, it doesn't matter how, what combination at that point, you're probably going to move to enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really consistency. So like, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's say that you had like 130 and then 135 this month, next month you have like 20. Um, it's okay. The next month will roll over and those 130 get unlocked. So, oh, nice. like if, yeah. So it's really, if you like consistently prove out this channel and it, it works really well. Shiba, you're a nice SaaS founder. You roll the credits <laughs> over. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> we try, we try. We work with SMBs, so why don't yeah. we be successful? So, so this is a great story. Put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? So we launched the company, in, I think officially is like 2014. The company was probably incorporated in 2015. Okay. And today, how many merchants are you working with? So we work with um, somewhere between like total, uh, all merchants is about 7,000. I think about 5,000 of so are all paid accounts. Yep. yep. Uh, we started as premium. How have you, so the 7,000 total uh, and the delta between how many are paying, which is 5,000, those 2,000, are those just early, early people that signed up on a free plan that you now don't have, but you grandfather them in? Exactly. exactly. Why choose to grandfather them? You know, Intercom, they just automatically make you pay more. It doesn't matter if you've been paying them for a decade. They make you pay more. Why not make those people pay? Yeah, because we work with um, SMBs and like e-commerce. And if you ever watch Shark Tank, it's like their margins are thin compared to like SaaS, you know? I love so, how Shark Tank's your barometer for that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. true though. And it's true. They're successful merchants too. They're successful retailers. Yep. Um, so it's it's tough on the retail side. A lot of our customers are kind of retailers and their margins are, are tough. So, you know, we try to make it successful for them. And our whole thesis is like, we really want to, turn affiliate marketing to like a viable kind of channel for everybody, just like Facebook and Google. So the more we can kind of get into that fold, the better. And it doesn't matter to us if you are successful today or like five days from now. Yep. This is great. So so you, when did you turn on, when did you, so you launched in 2014, when did you turn off the freemium and turn on your first paid plan? Uh, Probably in 2015 um, because in order for us to do our tracking, how it works is that we need to look through every single order to figure out if this order belongs to an affiliate, right? We have data pieces and there's data pieces here. We make a match and we say, hey, this one is an affiliate order. Um, so that hit us really hard on the server cost and we just could not kind of afford freemium. So we switched that off and turned into like paid only. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, and, and what was your first stab at the price point? Do you remember back in 2015? Yeah. Yeah. We started at, 29, 79, and then 179. 
29. Okay, so if I was visiting your site in 2015, I saw 29, 79, and 179. Something like that, yeah. Interesting. Okay, and what what was your first, uh, like what did you price against? Did you price against 130 orders then too, or did you change over time? We changed over time. We've had a lot of different pricing strategies over the years. So like one of the things we did was, you know, um, pricing against total number of affiliate sales. So total number of like revenue driven by affiliates. Um, and then a lot of merchants kind of complain that like our average order value is high. I'm not getting many orders through this system. Uh, and then we switched over to a percentage. So it would, we would like, it was kind of like a grading scale. So on the $19 plan, we take 2.2% or like, it was like 6% actually. And then it goes down from there. I think it goes to like 2% or 2.5% 89. And then it went to like 1.5% on the enterprise side. But yeah, I mean, it looks like my research team is good as back in March of, of 2015, you essentially had four plans, zero, all the way up to $139 per month. And the things that you listed below each pricing plan was like literally dollar volume affiliate sales, number of visits, and then all your plans had unlimited affiliates except your free plan, which limited to 15. And then you also yeah. restricted on some feature-based upselling like SKU level commission can, and conversion triggers on phone support. Yep. Yeah, so, so I was going to say now fast forward to today, we can kind of see what worked and what didn't right four or five years later. So now you don't price against volume of sales. You just priced against number of orders. Do you limit any of your pricing based off visits today? No, no, we don't. Okay. Um, we found a lot of bad traffic happening, so it was not fair to like penalize merchants for like bad pixel fires. Yep. Yep. And then you don't restrict, you know, you don't have unlimited affiliates on anything ex- until they get to the 249, I guess. And then you're pricing against GMB, correct? Oh, well, actually, we do have unlimited affiliates on both plans, on both plans. right? Yeah, now. I guess what I'm saying is your 130 purchase kind of um, uh, uh, think like limiter that by nature, you, you can't have like 10,000 affiliates, you're gonna have more than 130 payments, right? So they'll naturally upgrade. It's nice you found a utility metric that captures all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And what we found is like, it's an affiliate network promotion programs like this. It's like a 90, 10 rule. So like 10% of your network is going to do not over 90% of your promotions. It can be even as high as like maybe one or two, two really big influencers driving a majority of your sales. Yeah. Um, so we don't limit people on how many affiliates that can sign up. It's always questionable what the conversion rate is. So let's go through this here for a second. So, so 2014, do you remember how many customers you signed up and, and the total money processed through your platform? Ooh, 2014. I'm actually not sure. Uh, okay, I have the more first solid year? figures. Yeah. So I have figures in front of me for like 2016. Okay. What were um, those? So total revenue around that time was about, uh, eight, nine, sorry, 894 K. That's how much revenue you did as a company in 2016. Yep. Okay. Do you know how many merch, how many like merchants were on your platform then? I want to guess about like, I want to say about like 3000 at most. Okay. 4,000. And, and do you know that year, how much total transaction volume they processed like that, that you tracked through your system? No, oh, I actually don't have numbers for that. The only year I have numbers for is like 2018 for that. What was 2018? Uh, 2018, we did about 250 million in transaction volume. Wow. I was trying to process. And, and how and many then, merchants at that point? 4,000-ish or something? Yeah, it's like somewhere between four to 5,000-ish. And then what was your revenue in 2018 from the 250 million going through? About 2.6. 
2.6 million. Okay, so pretty good. So you go from between uh, 2016, you do 894,000. You scalped in 2018, more than triple that to 2.6 million. And then what did you finish 2019 at run rate wise? About uh, 5.1. And so what drove, I mean, that's that's nice growth. You're bootstrapped too as well, right? Yep. So this is yep. pretty cool, right? I love this. You double year over year, bootstrapped creative CEO. What enabled you to drive you know, the doubling of ARR between 2018 and 2019? Uh, so and I think a lot of it is like just, overall industry trends. Um, so a fair, fair amount of growth can be kind of attributed to that. I mean, what we did this year was that we looked at our, our plans and we realized that the ones that turned the most was actually the lowest paid plans. Um, so what we did was just kind of cut off those lower pay plans uh, so that we would get less signups and focus more resources on a fewer amount of customers, try to kind of increase that LTV. Um, and really focus on like their enterprise clients move us up market. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, what was total GMV through your platform? How, how much dollars did you track? Do you know? I'm not sure. We haven't done that analysis yet. <laughs> I do know that on Black Friday, uh, the about 100 million passed through our platform. Just on Black Friday? Just on this, yeah, this year's Black Friday. I got to the office and it was like 9 a.m. We were like 20 million in. Wow. And so, I mean, so I guess what I'm trying to back into is when do you think you'll pass, what year do you think you pass a billion track through your platform? Oh, actually, I think maybe like this year or next year, if we haven't passed it in 2019, um, I'm, I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure. So at rough estimate, um, from what we can see, we track, and this is only for the Shopify segment of our business. We track about 10% of all GMV for Shopify. Okay, you track ten percent of all GMV oh. for Shopify. No, sorry, not GMV orders. Ten percent of all orders that go through Shopify. Okay, so how many total orders does Shopify process each year? Uh, so I'm not exactly sure. I, this is still based on the Black Friday numbers. Okay. Uh, when Shopify posted like total number of orders they tracked that day, and we looked at our servers, and it's about ten percent. Oh, I see. So how much did they track that day? So I would guess about two billion at least. Okay, and so you and then so you had a hundred million. Yeah, something like that. Okay, got it. Um, so I caught five percent there of total total volume. Now was so obviously Shopify's number is pure Shopify. Is your hundred million was that all pure Shopify data too? No, that that actually includes a lot more, uh, a lot okay. more other platforms as well. Okay, so your total volume on Black Friday, when compared to Shopify, you're about 10%, essentially. Some portion of the 100 million you tracked on December, you know, in Black Friday 2019 was your Shopify cohort, but it included your entire cohort of customers. Yeah, yeah, that's the right way to look at it. Okay, okay, very cool. Um, okay, great. And then just to make sure I've got these numbers right now today, right? So 5,000 customers, minimum 89 bucks a month. Um, that would put you north of $450,000 a month right now on revenue. Is that accurate? That's about right, yeah. Okay. Is it right at about 400, like last month you did 450? Uh, last month, I think, yeah, about 450. I think okay. I check that. My, my thought would be you might be higher because I'm assuming everyone's on the $89 a month plan when you have people on 249 as well. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, I mean, a fair amount of our revenue. So the big change from last year to this year also was that about a third of our revenue started going into the meter plans. So a percentage. Um, we started pushing those meter plans more and more. So if you imagine those percentages are a lot more spiky um, and it's not really clear, but so it's harder see, to track. Yeah. And you're not exactly sure, but we're tracking the growth of those. So we actually did, we ended 2019 uh, in December around five, 
500. And we're probably sitting around 520 at this point. Uh, okay, so December of 2019, you did about 500,000. And you think now, like last month, you basically did, or this month, January, yeah. you'll do about 520. Mm-hmm. Cool. But that will, again, that will spike during like the holiday season and things like that because you have a percentage of GMV on part of your deal. Exactly. I see. Okay, very good. So, I mean, so what do you think you'll close out this year at? Do you think you double again to 10 million? Uh, we're hoping, we're shooting for eight. Okay. Uh, we're pretty conservative about our numbers generally, and we don't really have a finance person on our end. So we really focus on like the product side of things. That's good. That's good. Now let's talk about product, you know, any kind of product led marketing you're doing. In other words, how are you signing up new customers? Yeah. So largely through the app stores. Um, now because we put on events, we sponsor other events within the Shopify community. Um, folks are starting to understand us and hear about us. Uh, and so they're coming to us, they're looking for our brand, they're trying to find us and, and then we kind of connect them. Uh, but generally, most of our customers are probably coming through like a Shopify app page, Magento apps page, um, Stripe connectors page. So like when you, what ends up happening is that let's say that you want to, you know, run an affiliate a, a business on Shopify that uses affiliates and recurring orders, you probably end up with reversion plus recharge plus Shopify. Yep. Um, something like that. And the, and, the, and the Shopify app store for version reflects that you've got 758 reviews, 4.7 average, of which 658 of those are five star or 650 of them are five star reviews. So clearly a top app in the Shopify app store. Yeah, yeah, we, we work really hard and kind of work with our merchants for, for those, uh, get those reviews. And it's, it's, uh, it's important. It's important to like kind of work with the merchants themselves so that they understand what's going on. Shopify loves buying its most popular apps in their app exchange. Are you in any chats to sell to Shopify? Uh, not really, no. I've actually spoken to their corp dev. I mean, I think that they put feelers out all the time. Um, but surprisingly, I think their acquisition strategy for apps is seemingly more strategic. Like they would want to make uh, big bets in technologies that they don't have or technologies they think make sense. Yep. That's uh, all, that, that all yeah. makes sense. So, so how many, give me a sense of kind of speed today. So, so this month, how many new customers will you sign up? Ooh, good questions. Let's see. So new customers this month, we're probably looking at. That's uh, why I love the show, by the way, we, we have founders that like Shiba that come on, they're cool being transparent and they're refreshing dashboards because they want to make sure they get me some sort of accurate numbers. This is great. Yeah. So we're signing up about, probably around 200 customers this month. Okay. Now that's kind of the bottom of the funnel where they convert. Let's now work up the funnel. So where do those, those 200 come from the app exchanges? Like what do you track? Is it number of clicks each month from the app exchanges, the number of free trials and the number of converts to paid? Uh, number of signups into, into reversion into like kind of like first into, um, yeah, first sign up. What is that first touch though? Is it an email sign up? a free 14 day trial? What is the first, the top of the funnel? It's a, yeah, it's the first free 14 day free trial. Okay. For, for, okay. So to get, so how many free 14 day trials did you sign up this month? Uh, so that was the number I, I just gave you about 200. Oh, okay. Okay. And what percent of those do you think will convert to paid? So typically uh, our conversion rate here is about 60%. So like a two thirds of customers usually convert to paid. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Got it. So you'll get like 120, 130 ish convert to paid of the 200. That's great. And what do you know that they have to do in that 14 day period to drastically increase the likelihood that they do convert to paid? Like what's the activation metric you're trying to drive? 
Yeah, so there's a few. One is uh, convert uh, integration. So getting their software working with ours, we have our first test orders, we know everything's working correctly. Uh, and then first affiliate, first sale, first conversion. So what we found really works well is like merchants who already have some idea of what they're going to do. So they have an affiliate or an influencer that are exist, they're working with right now, and this influencer needs to be tracked. Uh, and that ends up being kind of the driving force for getting a reversion, integrating everything, and then seeing how well this person tracks and then paying out the, the commissions owed. Uh, very cool. Now, you mentioned your bootstrap, correct? No money raised? Yep, that's correct. And are you reinvesting everything? So are you operating at break even or are you, do you have margin? Are you, are you profitable just printing money? We are profitable. We actually have money stored in the bank. Um, and we, uh, we pay this doesn't get celebrated enough. We have to celebrate this. <laughs> this is a beautiful way to build a SaaS company. There, imagine that there's money coming into the bank account. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we should be pretty good for like, you know, at least like at least a year. Um, from now, if like everything goes to hell. Yep. 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 I mean, can you give me a general sense? Are you talking like, you know, you do 520,000 bucks in January, you'll add 50,000 bucks to the bank account in terms of margin or a hundred grand or more. Um, so I think we landed, ended like 2019 with about like, uh, 1.7 or 1.5 in EBITDA, something like that. Okay. On five top line. I mean, that's obviously really, I mean, that's great. So, so here's my next question to you. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And what I mean by that is someone look at that and go, Hmm, uh, do they, do they know how to spend money to get new customers? Right? Cause if you did, you wouldn't, you wouldn't let it sit in the bank. You'd want to invest. Or do you feel like you're growing at the perfect rate right now? You don't need to reinvest faster. And it's just, it's all, it's all good. I think that we can always be doing better. Honestly, like I think every entrepreneur, every founder thinks, looks at their numbers and just looks at and just sees opportunity. Right. I think that's just how we're wired fundamentally. Um, I do think that we could be more aggressive and we like to be more aggressive, but with a bootstrap company, um, we just try to, I think we're just like generally conservative founders or entrepreneurs in general. We try to like figure out experiments. Um, we know we can throw money in a lot of different places, but we don't like to throw money at it until we experiment and we know we're good at it. And then we are able to like scale it up. So this year we're just starting to kind of, we just hired our first, um, director of marketing, uh, and we're really starting to scale campaigns and acquisitions. What, what's your current CAC to get a new $89 a month customer? Do you know? Well, I think it's about $20, $25. It's not very high at all. Our marketing spend is only in like, it's only like 200K, not even. A year? A year. And most of that goes on what? Facebook, Google ads? No, there's no advertising. It's just SEO and content creation. We invest in content to kind of teach users how to use the software. Are these full-time employees or like you hire some freelancers to write great content and you spend 200 grand a year doing that? So it's, they're, they're all freelancers, agencies, freelancers. And then we have a marketing manager helping us do some of that. I see. Okay. What's your team size today? How many people total? So we're about somewhere between 20 and 25, um, fluctuates between the two. Um, how many most engineers? of them in New York. About six are engineers. Uh, we have an outsourced QA team as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any quota carrying sales reps or no? No, not any, no quota carrying sales reps, but we have about like, um, so the Miami office is all business development. We have one person for partnerships and three people kind of doing biz dev, just helping merchants get introduced, attending conferences. So four in business, six engineers. What are the other 10? Uh, customer success. 
product management, uh, search engineering, things like that. I see. Okay, before we wrap up, churn's critical in a SaaS company. When you look at the past 12 months, what's been kind of your gross revenue churn, would you say? Uh, it's high. So our gross revenue churn is somewhere between 8 to 9%. Monthly or annually? Uh, let's see. I think that's, an- that's annually. Okay. That's and why do you say that's high? Well, because um, it just seems really high. Like if we can you know, keep churning at this rate, right, we would, it seems to be like, it seems to be something that's like, if we are able to get this down to like 6%, 7%, we should see a really large acceleration in growth. Um, it really changes like the nature and the curve of our graph. Yeah. So, and that's the feedback we've been getting a lot. I mean, we've been, we've talked to kind of people outside, we've talked to people in the finance world, the VCs, the, the part that they all got hung up on is the churn. Um, and I think a, a large part of that is due to Shopify as well. Shopify has natively high churn. Uh, and that's like something high. Well, Shiba, I'll tell you, unless I'm misunderstanding you, 10% gross annual churn at this price point is not bad. Uh, yeah. if it's monthly, it's bad. If it's annual, this is, this is it. You're actually, I would say, uh, I mean, I can run the math. I mean, your top, your top 20% in terms of best, like lowest churn at this price point across all the, you know, 2000 companies I'm tracking. So I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if that's, I wonder if that's monthly churn, if people are telling you it's bad. Who knows? We can, we can, we can follow up. But basically what you're telling me is if if you have 500, if you have customers last year that are paying you a hundred thousand dollars in a month, you're saying this year, only $90,000 a month will come from those exact same customers. So you churn 10% of the revenue. No, I think it's it's about, it's about, and it's, it's monthly. Sorry. It's okay. Monthly. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So you're, you're got it. So you're turning eight to 9% per month, which is equivalent to like yeah. 80 to, you know, hundred percent annually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking about like somewhere. So, so January, 2019, we're seeing maybe like retention of about 50% in revenue. Got it. So everyone that stays with a year, you're so retaining about 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, again, you know, it's all fixable stuff. It's good that you're obviously tracking it. So you can jump into it. So uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh, uh, right now I'm reading um, Fast and Slow Thinking. That's been really helpful. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, yeah. So I really like, um, <laughs> this is very dorky, but I really like Gabe Newman. I like, I like the way that he kind of built a very private company um bootstrap self-funded which company like he did valve valve okay valve Industries. yeah all right number so gaming software yeah um number uh number three what's your favorite online tool for building your company oh i mean right now uh we really love stripe uh stripe has all the data it has everything you ever need it makes sense it's easy to onboard other people too right number four how many hours of sleep are you getting every night I typically sleep about six hours a night. Um, I think I can sleep more, uh, but I just naturally can't sleep more than six to eight hours. <laughs> All right. And how old are you? I'm 32. 32. All right. And uh, take us home here. Um, what's your current situation? Married, single kiddos? I am married. Uh, yeah. Living in Astoria with a great life. Any kids? No kids. No kids. All right. Hopefully last. soon. Good. Good. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, uh, start entrepreneurship earlier. I just wish he, I got started early. I probably got started around while I was 27, 28 ish. I wish I jumped into it earlier. 
Refersion guys, helping you track your affiliates. They did 5 million uh, last year in top line revenue. And get this shocker, 1.5 million in EBITDA, a profitable bootstrapped company based in New York City. SaaS model plus percent of GMV. Price point started $89 a month, goes up to $249 a month plus 2.5% of GMV. That's tracking of sales that you're doing through their platform. Launched in 2014. 